Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning slash afternoon. Good, good day. Good day to talk some sports, some NFL. We got a dirtball who will be joining us later to reveal the Jameis one of one, how it all unfolded. A nice packed show. We have a special call from Jerry Jones. Okay. Is it to welcome me to the owner's box on, on Thanksgiving Day? No, but you should plug your show right now that we're talking about it. Oh, thanks, Andy. Uh, House of Comedy in Texas. It's in Plano, Texas, which I believe is about a half hour outside of Dallas. I don't know how far that is from Jerry World, the Jerry Dome. But I will be in the Jerry Dome on Thanksgiving Day to watch my seven and two Giants beat the six and three Cowboys. Uh, and then I'll be at House of Comedy in Plano Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday, 25th, 26th, 27th. Come on down, Prano and Plano. Yeah, bring the family, bring the friends. It's Plano, Prano, Plano, Prano. It's a good, good way to enjoy the holiday. Some comedy. Yeah, absolutely. You'll be, you'll be down in uh, Plano. I'll be here. I'm going to round up a lot of people to go see Lachlan Patterson at the go bananas in Cincinnati. Hell yeah. Is that Thanksgiving weekend as well? Yeah. I'm going to, I think I'm going to go see him on my birthday, the 26th, nice. which by Great. the way, my birthday was not this weekend. I posted a tweet. People got confused. I was just stoned saying like, this is how I'm dressing at 40. I did not turn 40. I've been right. 40. You've been 40. You turned 41? Correct. Correct. Big news out of the, the Ruther household. I got a new phone. Wow. Just the, the shaming from the last episodes? It wasn't the shaming. Home screen, home button stopped working. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is a sign. I got shamed by you. I got shamed by a lot of people. I've been getting shamed. I wonder, maybe maybe it stopped working because you were the last person with a home button. Yes, I think so. Here's the best part. When I took it in, so I'm with Spectrum for my, for my mobile, right? They straight up laughed at me. No exaggeration. There wasn't an other person in the store. I went Saturday night. They closed at 8. I got up there probably about 7.15. The four workers were just laughing. The guy goes, man, 6S. He goes, when did you get this thing? I said, May of 2016. He's like, you got six and a half years out of this bad boy? And then he just looked at me when, when, when everything was transferred. You know, that took probably like 45 minutes, an hour. I don't know. He said, your life is about to change. He goes, I don't think you realize what you're going from to now. And... Not gonna he's like, lie. He's like, he's like, listen, bro. I don't know if you're ready for this, but you know, but you know what FaceTime is? It is wild. It's the future. It's like in Back to the Future, where 
Marty's talking to his dad on the screen and they're seeing each other's faces. It's video calling. I like, tr- honestly, could you FaceTime on a success? Yes, you could. The main thing I'm enjoying now is not having to plug it in every 10, 20 minutes to charge. Yeah, that's smart. That's good. That's that's literally probably the number one thing. Like I got it Saturday evening. I didn't have to charge it till this morning. And when I got it, it was at like 50% and I didn't charge it. So yeah, I was, I don't know. I, I've been in a very good mood. And again, why did I wait? But here's the best part. So you know how you get a rebate based on your phone? Mm-hmm. So it's automatically a hundred bucks rebate if you turn in anything. And the guy's like, we'll see what additionally you'll get. Take a guess what additionally I got. Negative $25. They actually only give you a $75 rebate. $8. <laughs> so guess what, guys? I'm in the 21st century. Yeah, you're no longer on a gas-powered phone. <laughs> the pull start. No more Morse code for me. <laughs> now I get... Quality videos, I should. Quality pictures. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like the person, it'd be like a caveman who just was defrosted, stuck in ice. That's kind of me with the phone now. It's pretty nice. Anyway, just wanted to make that announcement that big things are happening here. One thing at a time, Joe. One thing at a time. Let's talk a little football. Let's hop into this Cowboys Packers game. We just alluded to you being in Dallas for your shows the uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving. Hell of a game. You and I foresaw it would be a good game. We hit the money. It. Hit the money sign. Hit the hit the cash register sound. Ching. Hit that MIA fucking sample. Joey Nocho money line pick of the week for all the uh, people in my DMs. For the one to six point winners this week, we had a rough week for the one to six point winners, but we also had money line pick of the week. We saw this coming. Everybody saw this coming. Mike McCarthy, like what's what's the uh, what's the meme now on Twitter? Like the shaking hands thing. Like Mike McCarthy as the Packers head coach. Mike McCarthy as the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Blowing games in Green Bay. Handshake. A hundred percent, man. But I told you this before the show. I was texting with Tug Coker, Cowboy fan. Not putting the blame on McCarthy. That's fine. You can, I don't care who you put the blame on. It, like The bottom line is the Packer season was on the brink of being over. It, was, it, it had already drowned, and it, it had been dragged onto shore, and the Cowboys gave it mouth to mouth. Like it was dead. It saw the light. It had officially died. Heart had stopped beating. And then Mike McCarthy just put his mouth all over Aaron Rodgers' mouth and blew into it. Chest compressions. And now it is back alive. So you can blame whoever the fuck you want. I don't care. But did we all see this coming? A lot of us did. So it what what is the reason? Okay, if we're not blaming Mike McCarthy, and that's fine. You blame whoever you want. I don't really care. But if we're not blaming Mike McCarthy, 
how come we all saw this coming? Because the Cowboys colors don't translate to playing in Wisconsin. Because I don't remember us saying, you know, Christian Watson was going to have a big game. I don't remember saying, I, I remember saying Mike McCarthy coming back to Green Bay. I think the Packers straight up win this game. Also, let's talk another thing. Whose fault is it when you're the first team in the history of the franchise to blow a 14-point fourth quarter lead? The quarterback, the running back, the defense, all the coaches, all the years, the, the fucking Jason Garretts and the fucking, oh, God, who else? The, the Barry Switzer. The Barry Switzer, the Bum Phillips, the all these people, none of them in the history of the fucking franchise have blown a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. 195-0, and 0, one leading by 14-plus points in the fourth quarter. Not That's not a coaching blowing fourth-quarter leads? That's not on coaches? Yeah, I mean, look, we, we agree. This To me, this is on the coach. And when you have a game like that and you should win and you're the better team against, like you said, a team that's literally on life support, They've been read their last rights. They're ready to be put in the grave. And now, you know, they have they have a, a faint heartbeat still because the the NFC is has so many teams that just have better records than the Packers. But his call to not punt slash kick a field goal, to me, I just think that's an atrocious move. I I, I just I don't understand. You know, Tug was making the argument, our defense just gave up back-to-back long drives. We have to go for it. Because I was saying kick the field goal. My argument is the defense is the backbone of this Cowboys team. It's not the offense. It's the defense. Had they been struggling? Yes. My my argument to kick a field goal would say this. You kick the field goal. You go up three. You trust the best part of your team, which is your defense, for one stop. Also, you don't really have to stop them. You just you could even let them get a field goal and the game continues. Well, wouldn't the game be over then if the Packers got a field goal? If you go field goal, field goal. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. You could miss. You could miss and then you'd be left in the same position you were in anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, for uh, sure. Like, you know, uh, you could punt there if you're so fucking worried. Uh, to me, I actually think that going for it on fourth and four, it was fourth and four, wasn't it? Correct. Something like that. Fourth and three, fourth and four. Going from it fourth and four, it might be, I probably don't punt in that situation. I probably don't. I don't know what the analytics say. I think the, I actually think the analytics said kick it. I believe that's what the analytics say in that situation is kick it. Um. So the numbers say kick it, then go for it. I probably, just me, Joe Prano, the head coach, probably doesn't punt there. Um, but I almost feel like it might even be a better option than going for it. I'm fourth and four. Fourth and two is a different story. Fourth and yeah. one is a different story. Uh, but fourth and four with a fucking... Also, can we... A shitty play call? Well, they, I mean, the play never had a chance, to be honest. Right. It, it was just a bad play from start to finish. Yeah. 
that's what I'm we, saying. But you didn't you didn't have a quick fucking like and I say this all the time. The like the immediate bunch pick play that every that Bill Belichick does every time he's on needs a two point conversion or is within the three yard line. Like the fact that that's not your play call, the fact that your play didn't have a chance, that's on the coach. Now you can yeah. say it's on the offense coordinator, but like it, to me, all the decisions come back to the coach. I agree. I don't know why he was so angry. I've never seen like McCarthy doesn't normally get angry. He, you know, he threw his headset down. Obviously, everybody's laughing about that. You should be angry at yourself, man. I think this game, when we have this discussion of are the Cowboys for real? Can they contend? Are they paper tigers? You know, I'm not saying that they can't, but I think this game kind of shines that light in the the argument of you still have a bumbling head coach. And come playoff time, you need a coach to make not only the right decision, but like you said, a good play call. At least give your chance or your team a chance, an opportunity. So, are the, are the Cowboys a playoff team? Do you still think the Cowboys make the playoffs? Yes. So you think that, do you think that three NFC East teams make the playoffs? Yes. Do the Packers make the playoffs? No. So are you going four division winners, two, uh, two, a two NFC West and three NFC East? You think right Seattle, now, yes. Seattle yeah. and San Francisco make it? Yes. I I just think if you look at the pack, the Packers schedule is pretty brutal, man. Like they're they're in a bad spot. You know, they're still two games back of the Cowboys in in the win line. But like they need to reel off about three in a row, three or four in yeah. a row. I, not including yesterday's game. I just think they're in a tough spot. Now who knows? Maybe maybe Rogers found something, right? Yeah. But I mean, it's, many, Titans, it's Titans next week and then Eagles. So I'm saying, like, tough stretch, man. Where are those games? The, and then they get the Bears. Where are those games at? I think the Eagles are in uh is in Philly. I think they gotta win both those games. Like they do. Because they're only four and six right now. Fun game to watch, though. Hell of a yeah. game. Yeah, Sunday night football in Philly, and next week they're home again. Fun game to watch. I mean, yesterday was wild. That Bills Vikings game could not have been. I'm sure you've seen the memes as far as there's like the meme or Photoshop going around of Roger Goodell winning like the Academy Award for like best yeah. scripted series or something. I mean, that was that was insane. Absolutely. I've never seen anything like that. Josh Allen now, and I'm a Josh Allen guy. Four red zone. Four red zone turnovers the last two weeks. Yeah. Three second half turnovers. It's almost like a case of the yips. Like, like the the overtime touchdown interception, you're just thinking, what, dude? Even, even the announcer, I forget who's calling the game, but they said, I don't know what he's seeing there. Right. Man, he he had me lit bad play, bad throw. But yeah. You're you're driving down. It's, it's almost like you didn't really need to force one to the end zone there. No, 
worst again, worst case scenario, you kick a field goal, see where the game goes. You guys tie. It was a wild game to begin with. I'm not worried about the Bills personally or Josh Allen. Like, I think he's 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 you know Patrick Mahomes is just locking down that MVP though. I guess what what is you're not worried about them even mean? It means come playoff time, I think they'll be fine. Now that's a loaded division. Again, it's, it's yeah, crazy. But like, no, also, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, like I I don't I don't think Josh Allen's going to be like a three turnover a week guy. I also think right now the Kansas City Chiefs are a better team. And their quarterbacks playing better. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I you could you could argue the Dolphins who already beat them once are playing better. We'll see about the Dolphins. I I don't know how I feel yet about the Dolphins. Well, the Dolphins are leading the AFC East. Sure. And, and if the thing is, those teams are all just going to beat each other up. I think. I think the Bills will reel off a bunch of wins in a row. I think they have love, to love that Andy Ruther curse about to, about to come on strong. The Vikings fans are turnt, Joe. They are turnt. They're the Vikings. Dirty, the Viking dirty sports Vikings fans. Or are you just saying Vikings fans in general? Dirty sports Vikings fans. The hotline was off. Wow. Going off. That's a, that's that's interesting. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see you guys lost a football game. And then had the miracle in the the Metrodome or whatever, fucking the miracle in Buffalo, the 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 buffoon in Buffalo play. Like the game's over, you lost, you lose, you lost it. Yeah, but to also be fair, they had twelve. You know, I'm sure you've seen this. They had twelve men on the field on that fourth down. Sure, but I mean, the game was over. It was a miracle, miracle loss. A hundred percent. You lost. It was let over. Me, let, let me ask you on lost. that real quick, because I even said it out loud. I was like. Do you take a safety here? Because you know it's on like the foot yard. Like I was just wondering, right. what would you do if you're the coach? I would fucking snap the ball and like, yeah, like just you could do anything. But first things first, if I have a fucking snap, literally anything. Maybe they were taking a safety. We don't know. You can't fucking get a snap. That that you know the miracle in the Meadowlands is essentially that play. Just like the game's over, all you have to do is successfully get a snap. And you don't get a snap. Now, listen, I am a Giants, and not that we had like officially lost either of those Super Bowls, but I find it interesting for all the uh, luck uh, claims I've heard against my team over the years that uh, you know you get the uh, the Jefferson catch and then a fumble inside a team's own end zone, and they're like, "That's it. We're the class of the NFL. We beat the we beat the odds on favor for the Super Bowl." That Jefferson catch, man. That's the best catch I've ever seen. I, I still have I still have Odell over that. Well, you do because you're gonna be biased. I I, I think as well, I, I still have Odell over that for two reasons. One, he was interfered with. And two, it was for a touchdown. Yeah, but the what did you think? The announcer said this one had more on the line, fourth quarter, fourth quarter. Sure, but then so then fourth down. So then on the more on the line, then we go Tyree, right? Hate to be biased again, but then that's the best catch ever, right? In terms of how much was at stake, I just I just don't know how he like to me this. I don't know. I, I, I it was phenomenal. Talk I about a the, tr- be, the best part of it was the other guy had two hands on it. And he he came away with it. 
I mean, it's crazy to think the the Jefferson Diggs, how they basically, you know, how that all worked out with the trade and the drafting. Like, I've never seen a trade work out so great for both teams. Yeah. Like, in the history of, of myself watching the game. Let's get to some calls. Let's get to some Vikings fans. Can I say, can I say two things about uh, the Vikings before we get to some calls? Because I think everybody knows my issue with the Vikings. Um, cool af- Sunday afternoon game. What happens if that game was played on a Sunday night? Where's fucking Kirk fucks his own cousins then? Uh, I'll make I want to make two statements about the, the Vikings game. First of all, unlike the uh, the Odell catch and unlike the uh, David Tyree catch, the shit throw from Kirk Cousins that a, a receiver made one of the greatest single catches of all time to save a fucking overthrow. Second of all, on the final drive where they came down, and uh, Jefferson got a pass interference call. I don't remember. I And I've said this before on this show. When did we get rid of uncatchable? Kirk Cousins threw a ball 13 yards out of bounds over the head, and they called pass interference on what was clearly an uncatchable ball. I don't care. Let me just say this before the calls play. I don't care about any of this stuff until Kirk Cousins beats anybody besides uh blatant pass interference call in the Superdome when Kyle Rudolph fucking shoved somebody in the back. Like, win a fucking playoff game. Your 8-1 means nothing to me. Okay, well, look, I was going to start with like a, a more jovial, just happy Vikings fan. But I'm all like- for that. I'm all for that. Let's go. Okay. Give, well, give, me, give me a happy because I'm I'm happy for the Vikings too. Okay. Good. We'll start off with, we'll start off with, with a light call. Your number one Minnesota farmer, Dirtball, Jay, Andy, Joe. This is giving me vibes of the 2009 season when Brett Favre. We thought it was impossible to beat the 49ers. We were we were down and beaten, and he threw that hail mary to Greg Lewis or whatever his name was. We won the game. Do you think we're legit now? Hold on. Special appearance from my beer bong, Dwayne. Dwayne. That's an interesting beer bong name. Well, turn down for never. Dwayne the Rock beer bomb. I don't remember uh, that 2009 game. We have. I guess I'll let me let me. This is something that this is a new. This is a new strategy uh, on the Dirty Sports Podcast, where it's like I don't even want to answer because I let Andy Ruther do the answering, and then you can you can take the heat. Um. We've been up to this point, uh, both of us as a duo, um, hesitant to call the Philadelphia Eagles, who haven't even played a close game, legit. They haven't lost a game. They're the only team in the NFL that doesn't have two losses besides the the now Vikings. We have, we've hesitated to call them legit. So I don't know, Andy. You tell me. It's funny does the that Vikings is... miracle win fumble in your own end zone. Is this the legit? Is it is a one in a million botch snap? What makes you feel like this Vikings team deserves legit? They they're legit. 
I'll, I'll say this. This year, I think, really is, and, and we've kind of seen this more recently in the NFL. Obviously, the Bengals were like a play away from winning the Super Bowl. Anything is possible. I, I think we're in a great state of parity within the league. Anything is possible. However, it doesn't change my opinion personally on the Vikings. I was out with uh, my brother and a few friends on Saturday night. It's funny that this is brought up. And he, one of his old grade school coach was out drinking beers. Diehard Vikings fan. So you think there's going to be bias, right? Diehard Vikings fan. He says, he says, what do you, do you like our chances tomorrow? I said, no. And he said, what if Case Keenan's playing quarterback? I said, I still think the Vikings lose. And then he said, he goes, as a lifelong Vikings fan, we're a glass house. And I was like, it's interesting because I think most of your most of your fellow fans don't agree. And he's like, no, we're we're a glass house. And he said, because of cousins. So we seem to agree there. But what he also said was he went around, there was like five of us out. He said, Who do you think makes the Super Bowl in the NFC? Not a single person said Minnesota. And again, that's that's a small sample. But I, well, I, I just think, I think I think the thing though also is if you look at the NFC playoffs right now. Who are you confident in? You know, I, I even again, and I'm going to say it now. I'm you, there's Philly fans out there are going to say I'm an Eagles hater or whatever, or whatever. But it's like I don't feel that confident about anybody. I feel confident. I feel I have confidence that the Kansas City Chiefs will once again play in an AFC Championship game. Who will they play? I don't know. Are they going to go to the Super Bowl? I don't know. I have confidence that the Kansas City Chiefs will play in an AFC Championship game. I don't have confidence in any team in the NFC making the cha- the conference championship game. I don't have I, confidence in that. I don't either, but if we're going to say teams I'm more confident in making the championship game, off the top of my head, I'm definitely more confident of the, of the 40. I know the 49ers didn't look that good yesterday. I'm more confident of like a 49er team than a Vikings team. I just okay. am. I'm more confident. I mean, the Cowboys are weird. I actually have some confidence in them. If the D can get hot. But to answer the question, I'm, I'm not big on. I agree with you that I'm not overly confident of anybody. But I I agree, and I'll and I'll get to this call. It's like a 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins game. By the way, Justin Jefferson is awesome. Oh, he's amazing. Awesome. But I have to me, and and this is the other thing with the NFC. I don't have confidence in any quarterback. You could you say, oh, I'm confident in the Niners. I'm not confident in Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo not having a a, a total failure of a football game in a in a playoff game. I'm not confident in Kirk Cousins not doing that. I'm not confident in Jalen Hurts not doing that. I'm not confident in Dak Prescott doing that. Daniel Jones doing that. I'm not confident in any team that's currently an NFC playoff team, including Tom Brady, not to do that. I'm confident. Patrick Holmes won't have a first round meltdown game. Yeah, no, I, I agree. 
why aren't you confident in Kirk Cousins not doing that? Kirk Cousins, blah, blah, blah. Kirk Cousins was fucking captain overthrow. He just happened to be playing with fucking Stretch Armstrong. And referees no longer fucking call uncatchable. All right, well, here is a Vikings fan who thinks we should apologize on all the Kirk Cousins takes. Okay, so we need apologies from Joe Prano. And I don't know if Andy has takes on Kirk Cousins, but probably need apologies from him too. Because what does Andy say every single week? The good teams win close games. They win them. Now, I understand, Kirk probably wasn't the best in this game, but when he needed to be good, he was good. He made lights-out throws to Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Hawkinson, all those guys, the whole second half and fourth quarter. He was clutch, and he's a top-ten quarterback. He's not the 11th, not the 12th, not the 13th. He's a top-ten quarterback in the NFL at this point. Uh, let me know your thoughts, and I, just, and I think he deserves some apologies from you guys. All right, peace. I'd like to formally apologize to Kirk Cousins. Uh, this is Joe Prano, one half of the co-host of the Dirty Sports Podcast. I have to admit, I didn't think uh, Kirk Cousins had a 71.8 quarterback rating in him on a week fucking 10 game in the middle of the afternoon. I didn't see that. I got to say, I, I didn't think Kirk Cousins had better than a 69 quarterback rating in him for a random afternoon week 10 game. He threw one touchdown. He threw two picks. He had a 71.8 quarterback rating. He threw a fucking, he threw a ball that literally no one in history caught. He threw an uncatchable ball that kind of got called for a pass interference. Save him. The only reason he won the game is the other quarterback couldn't handle a snap in his own end zone. What the fuck are we talking about? I owe apologies to Kirk Cousins. I'll, I'll, I am I am the man who has stood on a soapbox for five years trashing Russell Wilson, who made it to two Super Bowls. Kirk Cousins has won a single playoff game in his football career. He has as many playoff wins as Marcus Mariota. What the fuck are we talking about here? I'll apologize when Kirk Cousins appears in as many conference championship games as Case Keenum. That's when I'll apologize. Make as many NFC championship games as the QB of the Vikings as Case Keenum did. And then I will apologize. Now, I do say good teams and clutch quarterbacks win close games. And I stand by that. But look, here's the deal. He, He made some nice throws when he had to. I agree. He also, as Joe keeps stating, which is true made a pass that is one of the best catches of all. Like we're debating whether, whether this is one of the best catches of all time, at least that we've ever witnessed while watching games. So, so I think all that has to be factored in just like, again, a missed fumble and this isn't making excuses. It's what it boils down to for me. It's playoff wins. Let me ask you this, Joe, who are you more confident? All I'm asking right is exactly what you're about to say. All I'm asking you right now, Andy, is you watched the game yesterday. You you watched that game. It was you for sure watched the last. You for sure watched the entirety of the last couple of drives and overtime. You know, like you weren't flipping that. 
No. The last couple drives, overtime, the end of the game. You watched the whole thing. Yeah. You came away with that feeling. You Did you, Andy Ruther, not the Dirty Sports Podcast resident Kirk Cousins hater truther, just the other guy, did you come away with the feeling like, man, you know what? Kirk Cousins might be the best quarterback in the NFC. No, nothing changed my opinion at Kirk Cousins. This is what I was saying the other night. Again, I was out. We were talking so much football the other night when I was out Saturday night at a couple spots. And and I stand by it. Like I said, my opinion right now of quarterbacks in the league, fourth quarter, keep keep my team. If there's a guy, the team's in the game or they're hovering around winning, they're close. There's only a few quarterbacks at this point based on how Brady and Rodgers are playing this year that I'm like, they can win the game. It's Mahomes one. I'd put Burrow right there under him. Like I said, I'm not sure about Brady Rogers anymore. I still would probably put Brady Rogers, but like, I don't put cousins in that. I just don't. That's my opinion. I'm not putting cousins in that. I'm not putting Herbert there yet. And I like Herbert. I would have thought I had Josh Allen there, but he he's getting a little shaky lately. Nothing, nothing. This did not change my opinion. It just didn't. Did it change your opinion of Josh Allen? No, not ultimately, but he's got to, he's got to get out of this funk. He's got to show me that he's not, you know, this, this is reminiscent of like his first couple years of just reckless throws, but Patrick, let's not forget Patrick Mahomes went through a rough patch last year. Remember where you're like, well, what's going on here? Cause he was so invincible. He had a rough patch. Like, Ultimately, you got to win playoff games. And here's the thing. The Vikings are going to be a top three seed. Most likely. Yeah, the Vikings. I mean, right now, the Vikings will be a top two seed. Because the other, the, the, you know, the Giants or the Cowboys or whoever, you're going to be a top four seed if you're a division winner. So So right now, they they have a two-game lead on even the other division winners, don't they? Yeah. So the point is they could have multiple home playoff games. So I, I think I think we live in such a quick reaction. Like I want an apology. You got you got to prove me. It, it's kind of like like remember the matter. No Ryan, one did, in history, not even on this show, has ever made the claim Kirk Cousins can't look good at times. And not only that, but Kirk Cousins, great. You're eight and one. This is great. This is this is awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. <clears throat> Joey, no chill money line pick of I don't know what week you'll lose to the Packers the next time you play. So I've said this before, and I think we might even have a title. Like, like I Kirk Cousins might be a better Andy Dalton. So, like some of those Bengals squads, like the Bengals started 8-0 in 2015. You know what I'm saying? Like when he had AJ Green and Jeremy Hill rushing for a thousand yards and and uh, Marvin Jones Jr. You know what I'm saying? Like he had all these guys and you're like, wow, maybe Andy Dalton is that guy. Now he sadly got hurt and didn't get to finish the playoffs. But my point is he was very cousins is he melted, just melted in prime time. And he still does. So I think, I think that's the best comparison. Cousins is a better version of Andy Dalton. But also the, here's the thing about Kirk cousins and Andy Dalton, like, 
is was similar to I think the Bengals had, you know, at the time the Bengals played in a tougher division and maybe even a tougher conference, obviously, than what's currently going on in the NFC. But the bottom line is, and this is always the case, but you need to be better when the competition is better. I just came across the video of when we had Sean Merriman on. Remember when we did the great Eli Philip Rivers debate with Sean Merriman? Yeah. And the argument that, that I made to Sean was you can think whatever you want about Eli Manning, but his, he got statistically better against tougher teams in the playoffs. And Philip Rivers got statistically worse. Kirk Cousins, just historically, look it up against teams that rush the passer well, against teams that are good, is bad. Now, he beat the Buffalo Bills yesterday, who were, you know, for a lot of this year, the odds-on favorite. That's great. That's fucking great. The Jets beat him two weeks ago. This isn't the playoffs. When Kirk Cousins shows up and plays well against tough competition for a couple weeks in a row, in December, in January, in the playoffs. I'll give him a fucking thing. But Kirk Cousins has been in the league 10 years. He's got a playoff win. Eli Manning has more Super Bowl MVPs than Kirk Cousins has fucking playoff wins. He has the same amount of wins, playoff wins as Tim Tebow. You know what he reminds me of? I forget the technical team. And look at how good Kirk Cousins suddenly. Oh, he has a, he has one of the best receivers in football. Oh, Kirk Cousins has turned the corner. <laughs> you know what he is? You know, in school when you're learning like rocks and minerals, and the, there's the one that looks like I forget what the title is. The technical name is. It looks like gold. They call it fool's gold. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think he is. Like I think he. I still think he's fool's gold. Like you get fooled by it. And, and, and for the record, like the top 10 discussion, I, I don't even really care about that anymore to me. Like top 10 is such a, it's such a opinionated, like broad spectrum. Sure. Kirk Cousins might be a top 10 quarterback. Off the top of my head, I, I, I don't know, thinking about it. Like right now, he probably is. But that doesn't mean anything to me unless you win playoff games. When the best competition is out there. The best defenses are out there. I mean, think about that. Let me just say this. Come playoff time. You're looking at some really good defenses, some really good like like wreckers on the other side of the ball, right? You're looking at like a Bosa or a Micah Parsons. You're looking at guys that can literally wreck a game. The question is, how will Kirk Cousins hold up against those type of players? And who knows? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe this is finally the year he gets two playoff wins. I wouldn't bet on it, though. I have bet on it. I've bet on it. I think I've already bet on it this year. I believe I've already made a bet with somebody on uh, Kirk Cousins' playoff wins. Um, Matt Pedotti, verified Gramps, as we refer to him, uh, has already paid me uh, in multiple years for Vikings failure. Uh, this whole, I wouldn't, I will never say I wouldn't bet on it. I'm I've paid for many a things. I paid for many a Miller lights betting against Kirk cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. I, I I'm going to say this. 
The Philadelphia Eagles, I have a soulful reason to hate. I hate Philly. I hate their fan base. I hate their franchise. Uh, I am still not really sold on the Eagles. Like, I'm not like, oh, they ain't no Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I'm not really sold on them. I'll say this, and I've said it a thousand times on the show. I have no reason to hate Kirk Cousins whatsoever. The 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 reason I have always been anti Kirk Cousins is the Vikings were right there. The Vikings got to an NFC Championship game with a backup QB. They had they were right there. They're on the verge with Case Keenum, and they had. They had that opportunity that so many teams have had. Look at Tampa Bay with Brady. Look at uh, the LA Rams with Stafford. When you're that close, you go, we might just be, we just might literally be the quarterback away. And then the, I was like, the Vikings are a quarterback away. And then the Vikings went out and got Kirk Cousins. I was like, not that quarterback. Not that quarterback. That's not the quarterback. You're, what are you doing? This is not the move. You're right there. The, the Colts are right there. Luckily, they go, Jacoby Briscoli. What are you guys doing? You're right there. You're right there. What did I say before the fucking trade deadline? I said the 49ers should do whatever they can to get Aaron Rodgers right now. You're The, the Niners have been right there for how fucking long? You're right there. And yeah. your move is, and your move is we're going to go get Kirk Cousins? Oh, dude, he wanted to this week 10. Beat the Bills. Week 10, man. What are we talking about? I guess my question for any Vikings fan would be this. When you've had a guy who's been in the league as long as Cousins, do you really think, and based on history, I don't have that in front of me. I'd be curious to look at it. Do you think suddenly it's just going to click and you're going to start winning playoff games in year 10? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you really think about it, Vikings fan. And my answer to you, my answer to you as a non-Vikings fan is maybe, maybe, maybe their team is this good this year that they win some playoff games. Maybe the NFC is, maybe we have a simultaneous NFC is down. No clear cut quarterback in the NFC. Uh, that's on a great team. That's on a great team. There are uh, arguably not even a great team in the NFC. No clear-cut quarterback advantage. Maybe no clear-cut coaching advantage. You don't. Uh, there's not a team that's in the NFC playoff picture right now that I go coach and quarterback. Take I'll take them over everybody. Okay, so maybe this is the year that the Vikings win a couple of playoff games. Maybe it is. Also, you would get your fucking shit pushed in in the Super Bowl by whoever got there. Two weeks to prepare. Get fucked. Even if you made it, you're not going to win it. Any given Sunday, except that Sunday, the Vikings aren't a Super Bowl contender. You know what this is giving me shades of? Here's a recent comparison. Let's see if you like this. When I see this Vikings team and I see how Cousins is playing, it's giving me shades. Jack Prescott, Paper Tiger vibes from just the last five years? It's giving me 2015 Arizona Cardinal vibes. So... As a reminder, that Cardinal squad in 2015 went 13 and three. Palmer looked great. I'm pulling it up now. Great season. He threw for over 4,600 yards. 
he had. You know why it's had? giving me? You know why it's giving me those? He vibes? had thirty. He had thirty-five touchdowns. My, my point is, and, and they won a couple playoff games. Or no, you know they won one. They won me, one. You know why it's giving me those vibes? Because we got phone calls that year from Jacob Faith. We got phone calls that year from number one ranked Arizona Dirtball Patrick Sullivan. We got the Joey, no chill. It's time. You got to give Carson Palmer his props. He may be an MVP candidate. He may be an MVP candidate. All this Carson Palmer has got a fucking choker. You're not going to give us any props. You're not going to give any props. We're just running away with the AFC West, the NFC West. You're not going to give us anything. And I was like, nah, maybe if he shows something. What did he do in that playoff game against Carolina Panthers that they skipped over on Carson Palmer uh, football life that they didn't even mention? They cut it out on the cutting room floor. Carolina Panthers, Arizona Cardinals, 2015 playoffs. Go. Four picks. And two lost fumbles. Yeah, forgot about that. Six turnovers. Turned the ball over six times. And you finished. I've, def- I've definitely said Kirk Cousins is Carson Palmer on this show. That might be the more apt comparison than Andy Dalton. And guess how many career playoff wins Carson Palmer finished with? Two. One. I, I mean, they're very similar. They're like, it's eerie how similar they are. Like, like when you compare these guys and I'm pulling it up, it's, it's eerily similar. Vikings fans. You'll remember this one very well. You'll remember this one very well. Well, wow, do you want to hear how similar they are? Yeah. Listen to this. If you go per game, Cousins, 260 yards passing per game. Palmer, 254. Touchdowns per game. Cousins, 1.8. Palmer, 1.6. Sacks, both 1.9. I mean, it's it's eerie right now in their career. Playoffs, Cousins, 1-2 and two in his career. Palmer, 1-3. and three. It's, it, I mean, look, I'm not saying he's Carson Palmer. He's Carson Palmer, though. <laughs> I don't even, what was that phrase? Somebody clipped that one. I'm not saying he's Carson Palmer. He's Carson Palmer. It makes no sense. I know. I, I'm just saying. And, and like that year, let's not forget they won a playoff game, right? They won a game, and then did they have a bye? They might have had a bye. They did have a bye. Yeah, they were the number two seed. Yeah, Carolina went 15 and one. The Cardinals went 13 and three. That's all I'm saying. This is giving me vibes of that. Of Minnesota wins a playoff game. No, they wouldn't have a buy this year unless they were the one seed, which is still 100% in play for them. I don't know, man. Good defense. That's what happened to Palmer, right? Remember how loaded that Carolina defense was? Who you ta- Look who you're talking to. Do I remember the Carson Palmer? Do, do I remember the time when I had to have the same conversation and, and, and get have Arizona fans demanding me apologies? demanding apologies from me in week 10 and week 11 and on the playoffs. And after they won the first playoff game, do I remember it? Yeah. Yeah. I remember it. Well, let's do one more. Joey. No chill. From Scottsdale. 
you are, you should suck my dick. It's funny. Carson we, Palmer is a fucking MVP candidate. We literally have a call basically saying that right now. About, I'm going to play it real quick. It's an attempt at singing us to suck their dick, which not a good voice, but we'll play. I it. wish I wish I could like I wish I could do like dirt like Bumble or Tinder for dirt balls. Like I wish I could get like whoever's about to call on the phone with like Patrick Sullivan and be like, tell him how this went for you. Here's Jacob Faith. Talk to Jacob Faith about his about when he spent seven hundred dollars on a signed replica Carson <laughs> Palmer jersey and he had them put the MVP patch on on the shoulder. Ask him. Ask him if he thought that was a good investment. You guys talk to each other before you talk to me. Hey guys, it's Joey from Minnesota, and tonight, on behalf of all Minnesota Vikings fans, I would like to sing the rest of the league a little song. Suck on my dick, on my asshole, the Viking Justice, the Super Bowl favorite, oh suck on my Fuck all of you If you thought the Bengals Were going back for a recall Okay, I think he died because the call just ended Um by the way, that voice is going to cause I, my apologies. I mean, we just wrecked their car. I don't know if you get if Geico or whoever you have for insurance will justify that voice, that voice, that sound, whatever that came out of his mouth. Uh, you know, he posed the, he posed an interesting question, though. And I'm actually going to why don't we just bring it up? Because I didn't hear that whole call until the end. I think it's a fair question. And they're not even in the playoffs right now. Who would you put money on to make it to the Super Bowl? The Vikings or the Bengals who aren't even in the playoffs right now? The Vikings, because the NFC is way worse. Okay. But <clears throat> reverse question, who would I put as better chances to win the Super Bowl? The Bengals. If the Bengals managed to get to a Super Bowl, they would probably be favorites over almost any NFC team. Yeah. Whereas the Vikings get to a Super Bowl, they're underdogs to probably the top 11 teams in the AFC. Now, my problem with Vikings fans right now is simply I, I almost I almost like live exclusively in GIF form these days. You know, like I text GIFs, I reply to messages on GIFs, I like I reply to DMs with GIFs, my Instagram stories are basically GIFs. Like I'm just a GIF guy. To me, the problem with the Vikings fans right now are they're dancing Lisa Simpson. Yes. Right? And they should be, we almost died, Denzel Washington. They should be, they should be, we survived with the fumble in the own end, in, in the end zone. They should be uh, relieved, Denzel. 
Why are they not relieved Denzel? Why are they dancing Lisa Simpson? I don't understand. They were down. So here's the thing. I understand the elation, the happiness come from behind when you're down two touchdowns. But you were outplayed most of that game. Now, it doesn't really matter. It matters who wins. I, I'm a little surprised the cockiness. There's a, there's a little a little bravado from our Vikings fans. I mean, this is setting up some great content for us. Hey, it's all out there. Will the Vikings go far in the playoffs? I say no, you say no. You normally have to have a really good quarterback. And that's what I'm saying. This is why the NFC East, their NFC as a whole is wide open this year. It's wide open. But here's the difference between me and Vikings fans. You know, the Giants are seven and two. Where, where, what you, you're the, the one seed is in play for you guys. You're as far behind the Eagles as we are behind you. We're one went off the Vikings. We're one went off the fucking Vikings. We be the one seed in the AFC to start the season. We be Aaron Rodgers, two-time defending MVP in London. We be and I'm like, Daniel Jones is a question mark. He had a 152 quarterback rating yesterday. He didn't throw a pick or have to be saved with magical catches. I'm not confident in him whatsoever. What are we talking about here? How could I be? There's absolutely no resume for me to have confidence in Daniel Jones. There's absolutely no resume for Kirk Cousins to have, to have confidence in Kirk Cousins. What are we talking about here? I love this league. It's the best. That's why it's the best. Everybody gets so turned. Are the Rams done? They're done, right? The Rams are done. Donezo. But a fork them. They just can't. They're just, they're too far back of two teams in their own division. And the way the NFC East is setting up. Yeah, there's going to be some beating up, you know, the Eagles and the Giants and the Cowboys are going to still get into each other's hair and the commanders. But like, I mean, the the Rams right now, I have way more confidence in the Packers than the Rams. Yeah. The Rams are are tied with Detroit. Not a place you want to be. Detroit. Oh, let me let me say one more thing about the fucking Vikings. Oh my God, I like thank God for you and the Vikings. If it weren't for that, if it weren't for the miracle fucking fumble, I'd have gone three and zero in our picks. Vikings saved you fucking two points. Oh, I know. Oh, Josh I know. Josh Allen. Josh Allen saved you two points. Really? Oh, I know. Trust me. Trust me. I was painting in the basement, and I was like, you know, the game was on, and I was painting, and I was like. You gotta be kidding me. That's what I said. I said, man, Prayer's gonna get three on me. This is a bad week. And we all know the difference between three versus one is night and day. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. That little fumble ruski saved my ass big. Big time. The Lions did win again. They've won back to back. His first road win. 
he is a fucking cartoon character. Did you see his little like walk? No. Uh, did you see I the? Don't, I don't know if you saw the end I, of the I, game. I, no, I don't watch it. The, the the Lions games are soccer games for me. Like what? I, well, why would I watch? I love. I, I don't know. I I I I do. I I put them on. I I I watch some of them. But I I, I just it's like my gonna... giant when when the Giants are on, I'm watching the Giants, and then at commercials I go to Red Zone. You know you know what the problem is right now for for the Lions, and for Lions fans. And the smart ones see this. The dumb ones don't. The problem is, one, you should be losing every game to get a new quarterback. And that's tied to the other problem is that Goff is like coming from behind in these games. And they're they're getting this false hope that Jared Goff is better than he is. Goff ain't your guy. Lions fans, if you think Goff's the guy... Ask what happened in L.A. when they got rid of him. They instantly won a Super Bowl. Goff ain't that guy. You know that video? You ain't that guy. You ain't that guy, bro. You ain't that guy. Like from a supermarket? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? not that guy, pal. You know what that guy, pal? Yeah. Goff ain't that guy. So while you're being happy, like your happiness of winning, if you want to play the long term, it's not good. Because now the organization, because they're so inept at saying, hey, Maybe Goff is our long-term answer. He's not. If Sean McVay couldn't get a Super Bowl out of him, Jim Teacher Dean Walmart's Black Friday deals God for damn days. It. Every Monday Shut is the a fuck huge up, deal. you dumb bitch. Sorry. That's I mean, that's but that's what you got to look at when we talk about all this stuff, right? It's like the Rams were right there. They went to a Super Bowl. They missed a Super Bowl. They won a playoff game with a backup. Then they were like, it's the quarterback. We need a we need a we need a quarterback. The Vikings, they were they were on the the precipice of a Super Bowl. They're like, we need a quarterback. And now you guys haven't sniffed a fucking NFC championship game since. 100 percent The Bills in week 10. And by the way, one on a million fumble. It's the same way with like with the Colts. You do not want to win that game yesterday. You don't want to win that game. You want to lose every game the rest of the year. I think they're pissed they won. The Colts? I think the owner is. You don't want to win. I can't get enough of the Jeff Saturday stuff, by the way. I, I, I'm reading so much. I'm reading as much as I can on it. The whole thing is just hilarious. It's a movie. <laughs> The thing with the Colts, though, they're four, five, and one. They're right there. The Bills, Jets, and Patriots in Dolphins are going to beat up on each other. They're got, we, we don't think four teams make the. We're not thinking four AFC East teams. No. So you got you got Chargers, Bengals. Colts. So one game separation. Half a game. Half a game. Because of the tie. Right. But they're four, five, and one. And the Chargers and Bengals haven't played a 10th game yet. True. You're right. By the way, I had a, I had a uh, very heated discussion 
over the weekend with, I think, the number one Zach Taylor fan. Who is the num- who is the number one Zach Taylor fan? My brother's buddy. And he it's obvious. It's obvious that he has a personal connection with him. And and, and I got him to admit, yeah, of a time that they he met him. And it, but I think it goes beyond that. It's just like the defending of him. It got to the point where what like I mean, it goes beyond that. Are you saying they're lovers? Is this a dirty sports, dirty sports exclusive? I don't know. I don't think so, but who knows? I just know I've never seen someone so vehemently defend Zach Taylor to the point where other people in our party had to be like, dude, you got to calm it down. Like we're at a restaurant. Like you're screaming at Andy. And the irony is his name is Andy also. So it was like Andy Andy, versus Andy. Andy, Andy, Randy. Dude, it's get wild. Him. But like, he's get def- him to the. You should get him to the uh, January second Bengals Bills games. Andy, Andy, Randy. That would be Je- nice. Jebediah. <laughs> Doesn't fit as smoothly in there, does it? We're we're in for a uh, a fun second half of the season. Let me get to this call real quick from. Jerry Jones apparently has some insider info on Dan Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. Hey, it's Dan Snyder. Listen. Oh, sorry. This is, I'm sorry. I reversed it. I've been wrong all along. It's Dan Snyder calling about Jerry Jones. Okay. Wrong. My, my apologies. Take me out. I got to let this out before anybody knows. All right. Jerry Jones has a thing for little girls' feet, but not attached to their body. He likes their feet detached, and he has them in shoeboxes in alphabetical order uh, from every third-world country in the world, like uh, A, Albania, uh, B, Bosnia, uh, C, Croatia, D, Detroit. Yeah, real, real fucked up, man. So I need you to get this out there before they silence me. Fucking Dan Snyder of the Redskins. Fucking MAGA and shit. All right, bro. Guys, stay fucking dirty. Did he just refer to Detroit as a third world country? Did you catch that? Yeah. Uh, so, so much here. First of all, because I was, I had an idea of what was going to play in my ears because you said it was Jerry Jones, you know? So I figured we'd have like a Yosemite Sam, like, bam, bam, like, like my, uh, like my McGriddles with extra salt. You know, and then that came in and I was like, wait, Dan Snyder, is this guy confused Dan Snyder or Dan Campbell? How come he carries like, eh, Dan Snyder? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at that. Yeah. He's got feet, feet, feet in his shoebox. It's the shoes. Oh, wait, if that was true, I wouldn't even be surprised. Jerry Jones' shoes. The shoes specially designed for Jones. You know what I'm saying? Shoes. Like, if that was true, I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah. The Justin Herbert hit last night. So he's just like just destroyed, right? Like his head is turned. What I loved was they they take him out of the game and they say he's evaluated and the cameras follow. He just stood on the sideline. Like, did you watch did you watch all that? Yeah. They say he's evaluated. And by the way, again, guys, I don't care. I love football. I'm not one to like preach here. I'm just saying the whole thing is it, it's comedy to me. It's funny. Uh, he's being evaluated. And then that interview with, with 
Brandon Staley saying he's okay. You're like, dude, it's Tua. We saw this. Yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert, to be fair, didn't collapse while leaving. No, I agree. But the, the point is, it's just funny to me that like then the refs met and they're like, okay, uh, by the way, is there is there anybody who has a better job in the whole world than Chase Daniel, who literally sits like under a in a tanning booth on the sideline? They're like, he's in the blue tent. Yeah. In a fucking tanning booth, getting a literally getting a suntan while his game is being played. And then they go, All right, Justin took a hit and he goes, all right. Here's what we're going to do. He's got to be out three plays. I'm going to come in. I'm going to throw one off the back of one of our offensive linemen. Boom. That's one play. <laughs> Second play. I'm going to take a sack. It's going to look like it's going to hurt, but it's not because I haven't gotten hit for four, 14, 15 games. <laughs> All right. Third one. Um, I'm going to take a snap. Uh, Just stop. sail I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to drop back three steps. I'm going to throw it out of bounds. <laughs> look at this. We live to fucking, we live to fight another day. I'm not going to, there's not even going to be a chance I turn the ball over. I'm going to go <laughs> set, hike, throw it into the stands. That'll be $12 million. I prefer cash, but if you want to pay me in check or Venmo, <laughs> that's fine too. I'm going to get a tan. Have you seen somebody more like, oh shit, I got to go in the game? Yeah. Oh, I swear he goes in. He's like, it's John, he does the Joe Montana. Look in the, look in the stands there. Look at that is. And they're like, why are you pointing out some guy in the stands? He's like, it's not John Candy because he's dead, but it looks like him. They're like, are you doing the Joe Montana thing? He's like, that's right. And we're going to go no huddle. First play, throwing it off the guard's helmet. Second play, taking a sack. I'm not even going to make you guys feel like it was your fault because it's not going to be your fault. I'm going to hold the ball until I get sacked. Third play, I'm going to fucking chuck it into the mezzanine. We're going to punt. We're going to get Justin back in this game, man. He's got to be fine by then. All right. Anyway, my Venmo handle's on my fucking helmet. It's unbelievable. It just says at Chase-Daniel on the back of his jersey. That was unbelievable. It really was. Okay, I'm going to do a rapid-fire game real quick. I'm gonna say contender or pretender, and this is this is to make a Super Bowl, okay? To make a Super Bowl, not win, just to make okay. a Super Bowl. Which, not win, not win, not win. But basically, if you make the Super Bowl, you are a contender because obviously you're one game away from right. Me. So we'll just say Super Bowl, okay? Miami Dolphins, uh, contender. Tennessee Titans, pretender. Baltimore Ravens. Pretender. Cincinnati Bengals. Mm, sorry. Sorry, Justin. Randy. Pretender. Minnesota Vikings. Contender. Seattle Seahawks. Pretender. New York Giants. Borderline, but pretender. Dallas Cowboys. Pretender. San Francisco 49ers. <sighs> Sadly, contender. The other side of the borderline with the Giants. Interesting. Okay. We seem to agree on most of those. Again, different question for me if it's win the Super Bowl, obviously. But just because I think just because I think for the first this is this this harkens back to the days. You remember we we went through a we went through a run like 80s to like 2000. So we're like you got it. You got it in the Super Bowl. You're like, no one thinks you're winning. That was a fun run at Atlanta Falcons, but you're about to get your shit pushed in. Like, oh, look at the San Diego Chargers with fucking whoever. Like, you're going to lose by 50. 
Sure. I mean, even fuck, you know, like think of all those games that we had where like no one gave any of those teams a chance. It's a different game now. It's a different game now, but there's not a there's not three teams in the NFC that I give a shot to win unless it was a unless there was some sort of magical AFC run where somebody sneaks in, you know. Could the Vikings beat the Dolphins in a Super Bowl? Sure. Do I think that the Chiefs with two weeks off, well, you know, with a week off, the way you get in the Super Bowl, beat the Vikings by 51 points? Yeah, I do. Yeah. No, I no, I feel you. I, I think it, it's just going to be tough because you. it always comes back to what you said, and I couldn't agree more, of the quarterback. It's like, who are the quarterbacks that you have this supreme confidence? Whereas a lot of these AFC guys, you're like, okay, I have confidence in these guys. I just do. I'm going to pull up prize picks here for tonight's Monday night football game. Commanders at the Eagles. Guys, if you haven't signed up for prize picks, do it right now. Because all first-time users that deposit and use promo code DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit up to $100. So if you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. And again, you are just competing against projections, not against other people. It's available NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, you name it. Download prize picks today and daily and play daily fantasy sports with us. Make sure to use promo code dirty. When you sign up, I'm looking at the plays for tonight's Monday night football game. Taylor Henneke, more or less 205 and a half passing yards. Jalen hurts more or less 242 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go over for Henneke under for hurts. Less, I mean, for both. I'll do that. And less, less for Hurts, more for Henneke. Here's a good one Jalen Hurts, more or less 283 and a half combined passing and rushing yards. What say you, Joe Prano? 283 and a half. I'm going to say less than I think this is a dogfight of a game. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. So once again, go ahead and download prize picks today. Okay. We have someone about to join us who has been a longtime dirtball. I don't know if he wants to reveal his name. I see he's waiting as O Ethan. He is <coughs> bless you. Thanks. The dirtball that helped uncover the identity behind Jameis one of one, Joe. He cracked the case, almost like a private investigator. And we've we've put this off for a while. We had some issues the last few weeks, but we're finally going to get the full scoop for everybody to hear how we figured out that Jameis one of one is Ethan. So I want to bring Kyle onto the show. We'll just go by Kyle today. I see he has the. Oh, he's gone already. He's gone. Oh, 
Kyle. Not sure what happened there, but uh, looks like he had some Randy Ruther camera and technical difficulties. Remember when Randy couldn't get his camera straight? All right, we're going to yeah. try this again. There he is. Hello, can you hear me? We can. We can. Yay. First Kyle, try, look at that. Welcome How to the show, you? my friend. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to finally make your acquaintance on the Dirty Sports Podcast. Yeah, you, you've probably got the most calls in the history of the Dirty Sports Podcast. You think? You think you're the most aired calls? Yeah, probably. I started listening. It was the preview episode of what turned out to be the deflate gate game. So unless there was someone for them that really made a run, it's probably me. A good episode to start preview of the deflate gate game. Now, Kyle, before we jump into this, I want to remind the dirt balls, you have a personal bet and this is a pretty wild bet with Joe about your New York jets. I have no idea where we stand, so I can't wait for the update on this. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do know where we stand. So um, this was a 10-year bet, and this came not right after the Ryan Fitzpatrick Jets season where we went 10-6 and six, um, and missed the playoffs due to a meltdown in Buffalo. It was after the 2016 season. So we had the 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. We're in year six of this bet, and the bet is, well, they actually changed the rules of the NFL schedule during the bet, so we had to redo it. So. It was just a quarterback had to win 10 games with the New York Jets, and I would win the bet. Now it is either 11 games, 11 wins for a quarterback for the Jets, or 10 wins and a playoff berth for the Jets. So I might be back on soon. You know, I think we have to go, um, you know, five, probably five, uh, five and three the rest of the way uh, to, to make that uh, a win for me. And then I'd be able to come back on the podcast. Now, Joe would have hold to on. Me. The yeah. uh, has Zach Wilson won all these games? No, because um, Flacco won one, so we need 11 wins. Okay, um, yeah, he's won five, right? Yeah. yeah, correct. So, yeah, if so you lose the bet, you have to get a tattoo. Yeah, so the when you guys were still in LA, it was I was going to be flown out and brought on the show for an episode. Now that this is obviously a Zoom podcast, Joe would have to pay me the money of a round trip flight. And I'd come on the zoom for an episode. If I lose, I have to get a Ryan Fitzpatrick tattoo of him as like a wizard as Fitz magic. It's on my body. And I have to drink 80 ounces of black Dunkin' Donuts coffee in a day. Cause I don't drink coffee. I think we had like a, I think I called coffee childish or something. And Joe took offense to that. So I'm more worried about that. I already have a bunch of stupid tattoos. Wait, wait, yeah, wait a second. I mean, Joe, I think Kyle has a wrong end of this deal. He's got to do the coffee and the tattoo. Like, how? well, first of all, I'm fine with it. Coffee is like I, I drink. I drink 80 ounces of coffee a day as is. And also he already has shitty tattoos. OK, I'm I, fine with it. So how many more years do you have on this bet? Four, this is year well, six. This is the six year. So God damn. It's funny how quickly that time flies. You have a good chance. Like this year, I mean, it'll be tough. But you got to hope that D keeps playing, man. I think, I mean, you have a shot. Yeah, we definitely have a shot. It's the first year of this bet that it's even been a thought, um, which is nice to have that. But I'm certainly not, uh, you know, counting my uh, 
my chickens before they hatch here. It's five and three. So we have a tough schedule. It's weird. You know, we, we've been so bad and we have a really hard schedule. So like as a Jets fan, are you just like, what's your thought process going into every season? My thought process going into most seasons since that 2015 year um, has been, I just want to see the players playing well. You know, if, if I want to see a quarterback show some potential and like the guys like Brees Hall and you guys haven't even mentioned Barrett Tucker are really our only offensive lineman that was um, a starter going into the season was also injured in that game in Denver. Uh, so those two injuries were really a bummer, but seeing guys like Michael Carter and Garrett Wilson perform is nice. Obviously now I want the results, but at the beginning of the year, I just wanted to see them play well, like that comeback in the Browns game. If we ended up losing that game, they almost got back in the field goal range. I still would have left that game feeling pretty, uh, pretty happy with the performance. Yeah, it, I, I think it's good. Like I love that's gonna be a fun division to watch. Now let's let's get to let's get to the main thing here, Kyle. Let's get to the let's main thing. You cracked the case on Jameis one of one, and it's it's pretty wild. You you've kept Joe and I in the loop through text how it all kind of played out. But to be perfectly honest, I don't even know if I'm fully aware of how this all played out. So. You are the guy who revealed to us who Jameis one of one is. We know everything about him. Like I've made that clear. We know who he's married to. We know where he lives. We know where he works. We know he had to go fund me for his dog. Like we know it all, which is hilarious because he's acting like we don't, even though he knows we do. How did we get there from your vantage point? Yeah, it certainly was a, a lot of twists and turns. And um, we have the text history going back to when we were like, just barely thought we knew and then and then really confirming it and finally having some smoking guns. So I saw the TikTok um, that Prano's sister's friend. I'm sorry, I forget her name on TikTok. Prano, if you want to remind me. Uh, she's let a be let a bish know, I think, on TikTok. Uh, yes. So I saw Erica. Erica. Perfect. So also from Erica's also TikTok. from New Jersey, I believe. We are a scummy bunch, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw her TikTok of finding this Poshmark account, which the username was Jameis101. And she was starting to go into the Jason Light uh, direction, which it was fun, but I never really like bought into that. And I've been keeping track of the Jameis101 saga since the beginning. So I decided to go to take, take a look. I made a Poshmark account. I went to this Jameis101 page and I was just poking around. You know, he was selling size 40 waist uh suits and th- things like that you know normal things that we all definitely have so real, qu- real quick Kyle, if i can hop in here because i didn't know what this was so poshmark is a website where you sell used clothes i like andy yeah, boomer, boomer andy has to tell our all millennial listeners what poshmark <laughs> is and also and also andy tell us about the features of the new I- iphone 14 okay anyway i just i just want to clarify there's two cameras two camera lenses <laughs> how does that work i only get one picture why don't I get two pictures? <laughs> okay. And he's like, tell me what this app is. What is this app that you're talking about? So, so you, now you guys, so, so you start snap facing him on Poshmark, right? <laughs> yeah. So I find Poshmark. You can sell essentially anything. It's one of the many used shit that you have laying around your house. You just put it on there. So she posted this, uh, this TikTok, and, and then I took a look. You're selling suits, essentially. That's really all it was. And in the background of some of the pictures that she pointed out, there were like the books of football cards, you know, the, the classic books that we would have baseball cards in as kids. And um, on some luggage, she saw Tampa. 
So I was taking a poke around and I saw on the bottom of his account, it said at Jameis one of one. And then it said his full name, Ethan and his last name. So I was like, Oh, okay. This might be something here. Um, so I went to a website that I use that um, I've introduced you guys to. That's pretty eerie that you just put in someone's full name and the city and state that they live in. And it will come back with results and it will show their address, their age, potential phone numbers, relatives, all kinds of stuff that I've used this for years. And it's free on the internet. This isn't like dark web stuff. Um, Andy, I don't know if you know what that is, but that's for another episode. Um, dark, the dark web's like black Twitter, but uh, <laughs> for, Google, for Google searches. Essentially. So I find an address on this website and I essentially, what I have to do at this point is bring this address and connect it to this Poshmark account and then connect it to this Ethan. And then once I've confirmed that, then we have to worry about connecting it to the Jameis one of one Twitter account. So my first step, once I have this address is I go to Zillow. I put in the address and it comes up and I was able to match the inside of the house on the Zillow pictures to the backgrounds on the Poshmark pictures. So no, like no. the, the closets, you know, very specific things within the the pictures like the the trim on the doors and where the closets are compared to doorways so i know i have the address of this poshmark account so now i want to find ethan i of course go right to facebook first i put in ethan's full name i'm not getting anything i'm not getting ethan and this you know in tampa nothing so i go to linkedin and on linkedin i find then Ethan with the same last name in Tampa pretty much immediately. And his occupation would indicate someone who would sell suits. He's a lawyer. Would have I'll, a just, I'll just say, I don't care. He's a go. lawyer. Yeah, there you go. So he's a lawyer. He, which by the way, if I can hop in here is now is he a lawyer or does he work for a law firm? He's an, he in, he's an in-house lawyer. Yeah. Allegedly. So I don't trust any on his LinkedIn. Yeah. So, LinkedIn, obviously, there's no pictures of like him outside his house. So I have to find a Facebook and Instagram something. And obviously, he's on social media due to Jameis one of one as you know, I'm kind of deducing here that this is him. So I go to his, I find some coworkers um, at his company. And I find them on Facebook. So you know, I see people at, at the same company's LinkedIn on their LinkedIn page on the company, I found some coworkers, I go to their Facebook. And Facebook's very strange with their privacy rules. They're not, they're very convoluted essentially. So you can have a privacy thing on where I can't just search your name. You won't come up in a search. But what I did, I found a coworker's Facebook page. I clicked his friends list, which was fully public. And I just typed in his friends list, Ethan's name and up he, he pops right up. Sure. So you can, you can get around the privacy um, of Facebook. So now I find his Facebook page. And again, the privacy things are really strange. So I can see some posts. I'm not really sure how it works. If it's posts that they tag other people in or they make them public, but you can see some posts like every few months, essentially. Um, so I find his, you know, through his pictures, I don't see anything in the house. I find his wife's Facebook page. I find pictures in front of the house. It's the same house. So I've now connected the Poshmark account to this house, to this person, to Ethan. And there's some other really interesting stuff on the Facebook page. There was one of, it was, you know, a post for a friend who passed away. It was a video and the, uh, the caption said, you know, Oh, rest in peace to my friend. Um, he was always wearing his 
TB12 hat. And we always debated. We always had such good debates. We could never hang out without debating about things. And I read that and I'm like, this was three months after um, Brady joined the Bucks. by the way. I think that was like early 2020. This was summer of 2020. I'm like, who in their right mind in their memorial post to their friend would be talking about their TB12 hat and debating them? So that was just really strange. I got to say, this was this was the moment for me that I jumped on board because so for anybody who's out there listening, my theory was, well, we haven't proven anything yet because there could be a guy who also is a fucking idiot and spent way too much of their money on Jameis one of one cards and started a Poshmark and started an eBay and whatever, and is not the same idiot who spent money on Jameis one of one cards and use that name for their burner Twitter and their 400 page insane book. But the moment where I was like, listen, if you're in Tampa, and you're a football fan and you like the bucks. Why are we even arguing? Like at, once Tom Brady goes, I mean, even I did it. We even have a show where I call Tom Brady, the goat me, the ultimate Tom Brady is not the goater calls him the goat. If you're a football fan in Tampa and Tom Brady joins the Tampa Bay bucks and then Tom Brady, like you gotta be a bucks fan. Who are you? That's a, like we saw the guy from the shithead show, on Barstool, where they proved nothing about the Jameis one-on-one case by, like, it's like if us, we had uh, Kyle on giving us his opinions from across the room, we were just telling you what he said. Uh, but even the guy, even the shithead from that show, who was like a Jameis stan, is now the world's biggest Tom Brady stan, because Tom Brady joined the Bucks. So if you're arguing with your Tom Brady friend, and you're a Bucks fan, you must be some weird Jameis one of one person. That was where I was like, okay, we got him. Yeah. And, and by the yeah. way, I, I've listened. It's funny. I've listened to that audio. Now there's no, there's no visual on that, on that Facebook post. I have listened to that audio. I don't know if I told you guys this. I've listened to that audio countless times with the audio from our initial Jameis one on one video that's on YouTube. And the voice isn't a hundred percent matched up, but I can tell from that that's him. Like you can tell if you keep listening to that Facebook post with the YouTube, you're like, that's the same guy. So I think Joe's right. Like that for me was when were you sure, Kyle? So at this point, just to summarize what we have at this point, because this was a lot, but it was not enough to out him, right, or, or really say with full conviction. So we have a guy in Tampa who is a Bucks fan who has, bar, you know, books of cards, sports cards, and he's a Jameis one of one on Poshmark. And he has a post on Facebook about debating his Tom Brady friend passed away, sadly, um, three months after Brady joins the Bucks. So at this point, I'm pretty sure, but I know that we need more. And I know there's more out there because when you have an account like the Jameis one of one Twitter account, you're going to drop little nuggets on accident. You combine, you make half truths. Like we found that he had some tweets about, um, you know, taking his nine kids and his dogs swimming in their pool and then um, going on hikes in the woods and they live in the middle of nowhere. The truth to that are the dog, the pool and hiking. Cause there's a park right near the house. 
But what's not true is the nine kids. You know, there, there's certain things like that. There's another one about, um, I forget, I think it was the anniversary. You were saying it was like his 28th wedding anniversary on Twitter, when really it was about a year before his wedding. So you're like, oh, it's a year until the wedding in real life. And then on Twitter, you're saying, oh, it's my 25th wedding anniversary. There are a few things wow. like that. Look, look at that They're work just, he's doing, Joe. That's what I, but isn't that, that's what I've said to you, Ruther, about this guy the whole time is I think he's in his mind. He has a he has visualized and he has created who Jameis one of one the author is, and he admit I don't know if this is mental illness or there's probably a clinical term for this, but like he has created a full profile birthday kids names anniversaries whatever, and he just references back to that, but and probably linked to some real thing in his life, but changed ever so slightly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we've been through this before. Who was um, the dirtballs funky? You know, this isn't the first time. And so there's some <laughs> lessons from that. Um, so it's funky. That's old school. Nice. Yeah. So at but, this but, point, but, that is, but that is a good point. It's like anything, right? It's like anything we see that we like TV shows or movies. Well, I mean, Joe, we, we know this, you know, from writing on our own. It's like there's always nuggets of truth to like, let's say a stand-up comedy bit or a joke or a sketch, whatever it is. Like a lot of times it co- it comes from something yeah. you just concocted. And and I, I see, I didn't know that until you told me that now that, that these things were lining up. Some of them true. And then a lot of them false. So yeah. at what point did you not feel confident until like either of you, did you guys not feel confident until I mailed the address that you gave me, Kyle. Now, was there the- now, Kyle? Was there? Yeah, a, there's more. Was there still linking to eBay? Yeah. So there's more. So that's what I'm going to get to here, Andy. Before okay. we go into that. So um, the next thing, and, and in the Mean Girls chat with a bunch of dirt balls, we were sending. I was sending stuff out. They were giving me feedback. Um, and at this point, I was just sitting around. I was like, I feel like there was something about an eBay. So I put in the chat. I was like, What was the thing about Jameis one of one eBay? And um, Dirtball Charlie Ryan, shout out, he actually found it. So there's an eBay account um, called Maple Leaf Consignment, I believe, that is Jameis One of One on Twitter. It is his eBay. He has confirmed it. He has a bunch of Jameis One of One cards listed for like a hundred grand on there. And he says on Twitter that he uses it as a museum. It's so fucking funny. So this is confirmed his eBay account. So me and Charlie go to the eBay and we find in the old reviews, like the completed reviews of the page. Thank you so much for the suit. It fits great. So uh, this was it. This was it because he was selling suits. So I connected from the Poshmark to the house, to Ethan, um, to eBay, to Jameis one of one Twitter. So we completed it at this point and now we're a hundred percent sure. Then you sent him the thing. We had the email from the, the dirt ball who knew him but wanted to remain anonymous, which was so funny because any dirt ball would just DM you. Like you're very accessible almost to a fault. Sure. And it was written and sent to you five minutes after Jameis one of one's last tweet. It was like you tried to, you know, uh, put in a little, you know, uh, uh, trick or something like in a haunted house, a false door. And it just led us right even more to you. It was so funny. Yeah, so. no, you're right. It's funny. He thought he could like bob and weave. And we're like, no, man, we're holding steady. And we're just, we're here for the knockout. But what's, but what's crazy about all this. So I sent him his own book and his koozies. Right. And as I've said in the show, he confesses by DMing under his real Ethan name 
he confesses on a direct message to the Dirty Sports Instagram account. But what's so crazy is now on Twitter, the last time Joe and I were DMing with him, which was, I don't know, like two or three weeks ago, he's acting like that was all made up. I mean, I mean, pure lunatic. Let, me, let me ask, let me, let me throw one last theory at you, Kyle, and, and maybe you have a way to disprove what this theory would be. One thing I know for a fact that this is all related. There's not, there, this is not a coincidence that Jameis, one of one, the eBay account sells suits and Jameis, a uh, guy on Poshmark also sells suits and they both have cards and blah, blah, blah. Is there any, what d- shoot holes in the, in somebody that was listening's theory that Jameis, one of one, the Poshmarked eBay, Ethan is selling cards on behalf of Jameis, one of one, the card collector slash author that they know each other. And one guy is the American front of sales for the other guy who's a psycho living in Brazil with his nine kids. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of the stuff of the, the um, coincidentals, right. With like the wedding date um, being like a year, essentially to the day, but it was a year prior. Um, the, the Facebook post with the Tom Brady friend, um, some other stuff like the one with, you know, hiking and, and all that. Um I think that's a part of it. And listen, there might be more people who are included, but I am 100% sure that the person on the Twitter is Ethan and also has the Poshmark account. And then um, another thing, once um, this all came out, the Poshmark account, you can see their latest activity. I think like the first time that you guys name dropped Ethan, that Poshmark account had activity. Like it said, oh, last active, last active yesterday. When before that, it hadn't been since August. So immediately jumped right back to the Poshmark account. And on Twitter, when he gets hit with the, oh, Ethan, he doesn't do anything. He just ignores them or blocks people now. Yeah. He hasn't disproven it. I mean, that's my favorite. It's like, dude, if your name wasn't Ethan, you wouldn't care. And, and, and to me, what, what I find I'm, interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, so Kyle said something to start this. And I'm going to loop it back around. Kyle said, you know, the Jameis Light thing was funny. Yes, we'd love to see that. Jason Light, Miller Light. See how it all comes full circle? (laughs) Jameis, one of one on Twitter's favorite thing to do. He refuses to go on anything himself, right? This is the whole thing. He insists on being anonymous. But then he has, so when, when you have him cornered, his move is always have me on and have Ethan on which I which is why I think for, for the whole time for the 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 eternity of the Jameis one of one saga I think that there's people who make phone calls in the podcasts on the Jameis one of one behalf and then there's Jameis one of one I almost think that the person that you can hear on barstool or whatever is not the person whose name who's doing the typing of the thing and that is why I am have never given up on the idea that the voice still sounds a lot like Jason Light. Maybe Jason Light was involved at one point, but I know one thing: his the the fact that he tries to always trap you. I, you we'll get Ethan on, and then I'll be on at the same time. There are people working in cahoots here. 
So you, so you think this is there's multiple there's multiple people in on this, Joe? You you're convinced of that? It seems I, I'm convinced of that because that's his way of of pretending that you don't ever have him is by saying I, I can do your show and then that person can do your show. See, I don't think that's true. See, it sounds like we're still there's still one little like like why would he? Yeah, but if somebody who, who, found who, who, me, who's doing this, who's doing this, who's doing this with him? But that's why no one ever shows their face, right? That so if I said. If somebody found me, I could say, well, that's not me. I'll call into your show. And then you just call in for me while I stand in the background, like waving my hands. And then some guy on Barstool is like, oh, we can see him on the practice field, fucking waving his hands or whatever. Like, this is what he does when you get him. By the he, way, he tries to convince you have somebody else on. It's just going to be somebody else calling. He's tweeted. So he only joined Twitter in 2017. He's already tweeted 76,500 times. And I'm looking at his Twitter now. He's now into like more of the God stuff and more of like what's going on in societal, like the society, like what's going on in our fucking world, which is crazy to me. Like he's, he's definitely lost his mind and he's going more with the, I mean, you just click on his media and there's pictures of Jesus. Like, like he, I'll be honest. I feel because of this, he's unraveling. Yeah, we love well, that. <laughs> yeah, Jameis isn't playing. You know, the Saints are, are losing a bunch of games. And, and the jig is up. It, it's just it, not even saying with the identity thing. It, it's over with Jameis Winston. Yeah. It's done now. The fun's all done for him. He had a few times where he would pull out some random stat and get some likes. But Barstool's not having him on now. Or, like, no, you're right. You're it's right. It's gone, man. It's all done now. It's over. Sorry, Ethan. Oh, no, yeah. that's the thing. You're right. He oh, that's yeah. a that's a good point. He had his 15 minutes of fame. What's uh, amazing? Here's my favorite part. I think when all is said and done, my favorite part is: Do you remember his the thing that got him onto our uh into our world, and and then led him to all the other accolades that he's ever got, even though that he just doesn't realize tons of people are mocking him. But all the other shows that he's done after is he loved to do on pace for a hall of famer by age because Jameis Winston came into the league young, got to start immediately, put up a bunch of yards. First of all, Jameis has missed the better part of the last two seasons, not to mention backed up drew Brees. Okay. So pace wise, he's way off that pace. He's not on hall of fame pace anymore, but what's the most glorious thing is Jameis. One of one comes into our world with the claim that Jameis Winston will one day be wearing a gold jacket from the Hall of Fame. And all that he has, he has achieved has actually earned Kyle a gold jacket in the Dirty Sports Hall of Fame and Jameis one of one riding the bench behind Andy Dalton. What a tur- A gold jacket was indeed given out because of the Jameis one of one saga, but it was not to Jameis Winston. It was to the Thank most you, recent. Welcome, Kyle. Okay, so You're officially a dirtball Hall of Famer. You're like Jameis Winston and your and, and yards per game. Kyle has averaged the most calls <laughs> to the Dirty Sports Podcast <laughs> on Thursday shows that were aired in the temperatures <laughs> over 40 degrees. Oh, How's yeah, it feel, it's, man? It's How's it feel? You know, you, you've been loyal. I know you even have. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you have a part of the old smut couch? I might have finally thrown that out. I okay, it's all right. Some uh, I did some uh, some hey, renovating, man. and I think I came across it and was like, 
one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. And I think I gave, I think I threw it out. I used to have it pinned behind my my bed. It was like a lady came over and it was the slapped on with thumbtacks. It wasn't even I couldn't even get like a little frame for it. I just smacked it up. It was there until I was probably like 23 years old. That's it's amazing. A, it's very, it's very much an honor of Andy Ruther, who I I mean, until I came into his life, I didn't even think he knew things could be framed. He just <laughs> he just had like He's had collages of fucking college photos, yeah, like, like thumbtacked to the wall. I was like, you should frame all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. one frame as of an like Italian, old Cincinnati you know in black and white. Yeah, yeah, no, Joe, Joe knows how to do stuff for sure. Well, Kyle, I mean, this is this is great work. You're a Hall of Famer now. You, your your name. You know, I was gonna, I was about to say you're up in Canton forever. I don't know where the Dirty Sports Hall of Fame is. Is it is it seventeen twenty Pacific Avenue? I think it has yeah. to be. I think it's yeah, a ball, yeah, ball state, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over there. I mean, phenomenal work. And and this, this was a long process. If you think about it, Joe, the video debuted in October, 2019. Right. So literally three years in the making. Whereas Kyle, again, his, his steady hall of fame career just keeps going up. And conversely, Jameis Winston's potential Hall of Fame career just keep, continues to go down. Now, it's, let me let me just ask you one thing, Kyle. Like, you know, we've talked about a lot about Jameis Winston's ment- mental illness. But what makes you, as an adult human at this point, who's heard the Jameis one of one saga go on? Like, there's a lot of dirt balls out there. What made you go like, I'm going to, I'm like, uh, you know, uh, the, the cold case was reignited. You could have just left it there. What made you be like, no, nah, I'm diving in. I'm going, I want this. I yeah. want answers. Cause you spent a lot I, I of time it. and hours. Yeah. on Yeah. I enjoy the process. It's you got to thrust that process and it's very, it's fun. Like I've always used that website. I'm a curious guy with that stuff. Like if I, you know, golf with somebody and uh, you know, I learn their name and like, I'll look them up on Facebook. I'll look at, Oh, that's a nice house. He's got, you know? Uh, so when I saw the name, I was like, Wow, let me just take this first step. And then I think it was when I um, I found the uh, the Facebook account and saw that Tom Brady, uh, tw- the TB12 and the debating post. That was when I was really like, like, okay, I'm almost there. It's like, it was very close. Just needed the smoking gun, which we got with the eBay link. So, um, you know, I'm just a sick fuck from New Jersey at the end of the day. That's really all it comes down to. You know, I, I get it though. Like at the end of the day, it's kind of fun. I mean, I, I don't think people realize it is true. I, I know what Kyle's saying. Like, you can find out anything about it. Like, you texted me joking, like, oh, you're living in a cul-de-sac. So we live in like, like you know where I live. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you can, you know, there's stuff you can find. And what's amazing to me through all this is again how he's still acting like Jameis one of one is acting like it's 1995. And it's, and it's tough to find something. It's like, no, dude, you know what? You should know about the internet because that's what you use it to sell suits. Like that same thing you're using to sell suits, we're finding who you are. Is there any part of you that wants to fly down to Tampa and knock on his door? No, no, I don't. I don't care. It's just not worth the time. He's just a goofball. And like we said, it's it's over. It's over, yeah. Ethan. It's done. I'm not, you're not worth any more time. Like I could try to, you know, look into it and see if there's any connection to Jason Light and, and get cre- really creative with it. But it's you, man. It's done. Ethan, 
Oh, sure. Ethan. It's brother. It's done. Yeah. Well, Kyle, again, we appreciate all the support over all these years, all the hard work on this. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Hall of Fame. I believe he is joined, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, by Stanga. Correct. Maniacal yep. Mitch. Yep. And CT. I think that's it. Yeah. We need Jay Lloyd in there. Some people would say we have a white male problem, you know. <laughs> uh Dirtball Hall of Fame so white is the hashtag that's been trending. <laughs> Um, but, uh, listen, we were open to, you know, we go on accolades alone. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, Kyle sure. just said, Kyle just said Jay Lloyd should be in there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say something right now. Cause I was hesitant to even, well, you know what? This probably, it's probably better for the, for the mean girls chat. I was going to say there, I do have like a mini gauntlet to throw down for Jay Lloyd that I could see if he could, uh, he could take a big, he could take a big step. It could be like his super bowl win, you know? be like the difference between being Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. But I'll save yeah. that. I'll I'll send it in the Mean Girls chat. And listen, I I'm I'm going to go after this, but I was on definitely like in the conversation before this whole thing. I I For that's sure. an established guy. So this, yeah. you know, this was the final Super Bowl. This was this was uh Eli Super Bowl 46. No, for yeah. sure. No, right, you, you were 100%. You were right there. This put you over the edge. Now Kyle, now, for people who want to link you to uh, online burner accounts and whatever, you do have a you do have a a, a, a pseudonym on the internet, and you you yeah. spend your time doing stuff. So, do you want do you want to plug your your fantastic uh, Instagram account? Yeah, so um, I review pork roll, egg and cheese sandwiches. If you don't know what pork roll is, it's a New Jersey breakfast meat. I'm on a mission to try every single one. I will never get there. I will certainly die of a heart attack before then. Um, it's at the pork roll yid. Um, go follow me there. That's about it. So nothing else for me. Cool. Well, well, Kyle, we appreciate you. Thanks for joining the show. And uh, if anything else comes up, I know you'll reach out to us. Thanks, guys. Have All a right, great rest have a great rest of your day in beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey. It is beautiful. <laughs> oh, Ethan. Later, man. Well, there it is. The fourth member of the, it's, it's essentially the Mount Rushmore of Dirtball. It's Dirtball Mount Rushmore right now. We're going to have to start carving busts. But for, for now, they're on the, they're on the mountainside. Straight Just white like man. Mount Rushmore. Four white men. Three, yeah. three of them straight and one of them questionable. You know? That was more. That was about, more about the the presidents than it was about the dirt balls. Hey, but you know we're the, FYI that dirt ball hall of fame is international. Yeah, that's that's where you know. Yeah, I don't see Mount Rushmore putting any Aussies. Brits turned Aussies up on the uh, no on, on the side of the mountain. And you know what? He's right. I like what he said. It's like this is all over. I think all of us are just kind of now. If we DM with them, it's all and fun. It's it gives. Yeah, well, we, we don't ever need to update you guys anymore. Y'all know, Ethan is Jameis. Jameis is Ethan. But he has mental. He has severe mental. Illness. Oh, severe mental. Illness. But don't hesitate also to still tweet at him. Oh, Ethan. Yeah, that gives me a, a one of those inside chuckles every time the, I see to that. Me, to me. Andy, like, let me ask you where you are. Just like, let's take this back to football and bring this back to the sports world. What part of you wants to see Jameis play again just because you want to see him fail again? Or would you rather, like, would you rather Jameis never sees the football field again and that is the end of Jameis's career? Or do you kind of, like, do you kind of want him to play again? It's a good question. I kind of just want him just to be done. 
I kind of wanted to play again and have one like I, I want him to have like one epic. I'd like him to like Jameis. I'd like to have like a full Jameis finale. Six picks, four fumbles. <laughs> he fingers somebody against their will on the way off the field. Jesus and then he's Christ. like, and all the GMs in football can fuck her right in the pussy. And then, you know, and then he takes an Uber ride out of there and he's fingering the Uber driver on his way out. Just all the rapes, all the turnovers, all the things. And also let him throw for 500 yards in that game too. So just so that we can, we can have one final Jameis on yards per attempt. I mean, the question is now that we actually look at his contract, you know, he's under contract with the saints. Is he under contract for four more years? Four more years? This doesn't seem right. I'm on sports track. Yeah. No, because they're listing the same salary. I think he's under contract through next year. Yeah. I mean, who who yeah. knows? Obviously, they're Saints re-signed Jameis to a two-year deal. Yeah, I don't know why his was last listing. deal. <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, they have a lot to figure out, by the way, right? Like New Orleans, they got to figure out what they're doing in the post Sean Payton era, post Drew Brees era. But the truth is, Joe, they're they're trending so downward that they draft a quarterback and it's just he's done. You know? Yeah. Like, like, like I just don't know realistically where you go. But but what I enjoy is that he's molded it now. He's the model teammate. Like 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 you made a great point. Is it was projecting to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now the bar has been moved so low from that to like he's the first guy to congratulate Andy Dalton after a touchdown. I just I just like I just love the symmetry. I just love the symmetry that like the first thing that ever got my attention was some lunatic on the internet saying Jameis Winston is going to be a Hall of Famer, and I was like blah blah blah. What's happening here? Who are you? What is this? How can somebody be so insane? And I was like, a book. What the fuck? And and then we're off and running. And now the saga has ended. Jameis Winston is on the verge of being out of football. And and Kyle Aronofsky inducted in his yellow jacket in yeah. the Hall of Fame. It's come full circle, man. It really has. And and I do love how he also calls himself an Amazon best-selling author. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Half those books sold were me buying books as a gag for people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm actually your like I'm I'm your number one fan right here. But I also love I love anytime anybody does like the online, the streaming, the fucking thing where it's like when you're when like if if you set the Amazon bestseller for the last three minutes and you buy six books yourself, you're you're on the top of a list. I love, it's like, it's the same comedians love to do it too. You'll never hear me doing it. It's like my, my album was number one on the charts. It's like, you dropped it this morning. It was number one for the 14 minutes that your 60 friends bought your album. Dude, it's funny. It back to yeah. 2000. His last retweet is basically what you just asked me. How funny his last retweet is a tweet. Somebody wrote my opinion. Let me tell y'all question. LOL, every podcaster and media members that want Jameis to start really want Jameis to take part in a sinking ship. 
thank you. Don't forget. God will be a life jacket. Not sure what that last part means, but it's basically what you said. Every podcaster and sports media member who wants to just see the sinking ship. Yeah. It's a lot of us because of lunatics like him. But again, it's the best of both worlds for me. It's like he either play, he either never plays again and I win, or he plays again and fails and I win. The only way that Jameis, the only way that Ethan wins is if Jameis, like Kyle Aronofsky, is eventually inducted into a Hall of Fame. And that we know will never happen. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great way to wrap up the show. You guys can give us a ring on our hotline at 310-359-8365. Vikings fans, you've thrown down the gauntlet. A lot of you halfway through the season. Can't wait to watch this play out. Andy, did you know Joel Embiid went for 59 points last night? I had no clue. He did. That's awesome. Like 59, 10, and 8, and 7 blocks. And I had no clue. How did I not have a clue on that? I'm falling, man. Dude, NFL is like a drug for me. I've Obviously. I mean, it's, it's you've, you've, you've stopped watching college football entirely. No, I have it on the background when I paint. Somebody was trying to tell me the college game was better the other day. I, I, I almost that the college, that college football is a better product. It's just better. I, somebody in your real life, like, yeah. Was it the same guy who loves Zach Taylor? Yep. That's insane. So this person is that Jameis one of one. <laughs> I think I was talking to him. Yeah. I was like, what are we talking about here, man? Like, like it's just like, come on, let's just stop this right now. I mean, you can argue atmosphere. Like I have no problem with the college scene and the tailgating and you know, the fanfare of that. Like, I'm not going to argue that, but dude, come on. I don't know. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, the whole nine yards at the dirty sports. I'm at Andy Ruther. I'm at Joe Prano on all social media, uh, except for Twitter, where I am at Fix Your Life. Um, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on Venmo. Uh, follow me wherever. Uh, come see a show. Prano and Plano, Thanksgiving weekend. If you're in Texas, you best be there. Uh, got shows coming up. We've got Vegas in the works. We've got New York in the works. We've got San Francisco for Sketchfest. We've got uh, lots of shows. JoePrano.com forward slash shows. Come see a show and just, you know, keep sending me your Miller lights. Love yeah. it. Love to see it. Let's do it. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty.